All right. Are we ready? I got my water, and in 12 minutes, I can open the Diet Coke sitting next to it. Gosh. What's your cue for opening that? Noon. Noon. Oh, right. Okay, okay. so noon, not 11? Ha- People eat lunch at 11. <laughs> That's a good point. If, well, Bobby, give me some warning, and we can do it uh, uh, synchronized, because I have one as well. Aw. Do it live. <laughs> and has no problem with opening hers at 11. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Are you kidding? Uh, I've already had two. Or 10. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or From the home sweet home studios in Detroit, Michigan, I'm Meredith, the MVH Van Harn, and this show has everything. Garbage talk? Oh yes, you heard me right. A hot take on daylight savings time and a talking dog. My co-host this week from the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne with a plan, Lundholm. Hi, Anne. Hi, Meredith. And in the Allentown neighborhood of Buffalo, New York, it's Bobby Shufflin' Papes. Pape. Hi, Bobby. Good morning, Meredith. <laughs> and last but not least, from the Necco Wafer Studios in Linwood, Washington, it's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Hello. Today on the show, we've got some small talk, some medium talk, Tishi recommends, and as always, we'll cover our housekeeping and let you know how you can get involved with the show. First up is small talk. We've got an update on our Grease 2 watching party Facebook group drive. Um, We are trying to get to 100, and y'all only added three this week. So we're going to really need to step it up if you guys want to watch Grease 2. (laughs) We're at 142, and we need to get to 200. So do the math. Study it out. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe this people. is the fandom telling us they don't want to watch Grease Yeah, what if people start dropping down? Like, oh, next God. week we have 130. <laughs> well, that'll be a clear message. That's a sign. <laughs> we should pick a terrible movie, and if we get down to 100, we have to watch that as a group. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. I nominate, I nominate Face Off, which is what I think is the most oh, worst no. movie ever made. <laughs> I hate that movie. I was thinking the, so the third Godfather movie. Ooh, rough. Yeah. That's long, Well, maybe too. we should have a question of the week, the worst movie ever made. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. we'll put a pin in that. That you've actually seen. I always like yeah. cite I always cite Gigli as the worst movie, but I've never actually seen it. So that mm. might or might not be true. That's just what people say, right? Yeah. I don't know what it is, but... Ishtar, that's a funny one that people always say. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Nicolas Cage is in it, whatever oh, it turns yeah, out to be. Yeah, Face Off sure. is the worst. I've seen all Terrible. Of and all. Terrible. Does the room count, or is it just so bad it's good still? <laughs> it circles back. Yeah, it, it, it has face that off bad still. appeal. Face off, probably maybe, you're right. Maybe we have to put like parameters around it, like worst movie that cost this much money to make, like over this much, or just worst movie that has Nicolas Cage in it. <laughs> How do you pick? I mean, there's a lot Remember- to choose from there. <laughs> I mean, just think about Con Air. There's that shot from the trailer where he's like walking away from the was it exploding plane, and yes. he's in his his yes. nasty, dirty undershirt, and that stringy hair is like oh. flying yep. behind him. And I'm like, who said this man should be an action hero? Oh. His uncle. Yep. <laughs> it's nepotism. All right. I still so, like so the please. Rock. 
Sorry. Join no our apologies. join our Facebook group. <laughs> join oh, our Facebook Bobby. group and we will eventually get to watch Grease 2 together. We're going to have a watching party where y'all can be involved. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. Um, next up, we have a, uh, a cheese challenge that I'm not equipped to talk about. So I'm going to throw that to Anne and Christy. Is it a challenge? Because yeah. I feel like a cheese challenge is basically just me and Mike and some embarrassment. Well, <laughs> well, well, I... I I'm I'm having a hard time with what to call it because this all goes back to the candy show that we did years ago now where we had listeners nominate their favorite kinds of candy in different categories and then we picked winners. And the problem was that I called it a cheese bracket challenge. And so, Bobby, you and Mike ah. had it in your heads that there was going to be a bracket involved. And I basically had to lay down on the floor and kick my heels and just say no. <laughs> no it's brackets. Cheese, and cheese and really insist that there, there would be no bracket. So I don't know what to call this if we don't use the word bracket. It's really, it's more like the dog show. You know, yes, how they yes. have you have sporting dogs and working dogs and toy mm, dogs. And so you pick mm. a winner out of each of those categories. And then you from those winners, you pick a best in show. Yeah. And that the, is what one we're cheese going to, to rule do. them all. Exactly. Game of we, we are a cheese loving podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let, I was thinking, do you guys remember that cartoon Rescue Rangers? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yep, Bobby, you might be a little too young. No, 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 I remember Chip, Rangers. No, you remember Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers? There was that mouse character with the giant mustache called Monterey Jack, I think. And every time he smelled cheese, he would lose his mind. He would be like, cheese, and he'd go completely insensible. That's kind of how I feel about Mike Frizzell and his relationship to cheese. So... We really, it's high time that we discuss this. And Mike has been talking about using jam money. And I think he thinks he's going to get to eat a bunch of cheese. Every cheese that's nominated. No, that's not how this works. No. (laughs) And there have been some contentious discussions about eating cheese on the show or not. And I'm firmly in the no camp on that one. Oh, no. No, no, no. (laughs) No. Good. Uh. Just I would, Monterey Jack is one of those great cartoon characters who wears a sweater and an overcoat and a mm-hmm. hat and no pants or underwear. Of course not. <laughs> Why would he wear pants? He's he's Winnie the Poohing it. <laughs> Donald ducking it. Yep. <laughs> if if I could get away with no pants, I would. Right? Just, but, yeah. But, uh, but be free. Several layers on top. Just saying. Right. Your top right. gets cold. Your trunk is cold. Gotta keep your core warm. Right. Right. <laughs> yep. Well, I do have the legs of my sweatpants rolled up right now because my legs are hot. So you may have right. a point, yep. Christy. Yes. Uh, so anyway, back to cheese. Uh, Christy mm-hmm. has devised a survey, I guess, or maybe we'll call it a nominating process where we came up with different categories of cheese. It's just an online form that we want everybody to fill out with their preferred uh, cheese in each category. And we'll compile them and organize them. You know, Christy and I both love a good spreadsheet. I think, Meredith, (laughs) you're fond of spreadsheets as well. And then we'll go through and we'll have um, a Tishi brawl 
on the show and figure out which cheeses are the winners. As as I think back to the candy challenge, um, there was one point where I hollered at Mike, you've had your chance to talk. It's Anne time now. <laughs> I hope we get at least one more of those moments. And then another point later on where he accused me of being a dictator all the while, Bobby was just trying to get some consensus so that we would have a plan. So I think this could be even more of a hot button topic than the cheese. Now, we just had a couple of categories that I wanted to explain uh, so people have a better idea. I think for the most part, read what the category is and then let the spirit move you as it may. But I mean, you make your own definition about what's a, a melty cheese or a hard cheese. But we did have two categories. One was novelty, which I'm thinking of things like mini Baba Bells and string cheese and stuff like that. And one a category that Christy came up with that I love, which is cheese-ish, which would be your Velveetas, your American craft mm. singles, your maybe your cheese whiz. Or tan. Um, yep, maybe your nacho cheese. Uh, mm. Like queso? queso? Queso would go in cheese-ish? Ah, no. No, I mean, queso's well, real cheese. Well, I don't know. Melty. Queso's real cheese. But, but think about like the um, nacho cheese that you get with the nachos at the ballpark. Is that oh, yeah, real that's cheese? like liquid plastic. Right. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And plus, do your best. Just like with the other, some people were putting like M&M's in in a uh, chocolate, but also putting M&Ms in nuggets or what do we call it? pellet candy? Pellets. So, yeah. <laughs> so appetizing. Yeah. So, I mean, you interpret it how you want and we'll massage the data. We'll sort it out. But no. this is ultimately up to us. We just have to fight this out, huh? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. I intend to rule this contest with an iron whim. Yes. <laughs> Good. I'm uh, just imagining an M&M nugget dish from McDonald's, like a, like a regional dish <laughs> on, like in the McDonald's in Hill. It's like an M&M nugget McFlurry. Breaded? Fried? Well, I mean, yeah, all of the above. I mean, it's... Oh, all right. It's it's sort of... Um, I don't know if that's just chocolate in the middle of a chicken McNugget or if that's the candy-covered shell <laughs> on a chicken McNugget. Yuck. <laughs> oh, too far. <laughs> hey, guys, don't knock it till you tried it. True. <laughs> you mm-hmm. um and the last thing i wanted to say is that cheese averse people are welcome for this challenge i know we have a few people i i'm really sorry i was trying to think of the name of the listener who wrote us when we were uh being mean to people who don't like cheese and she was like but i have a really bad reaction to cheese and so we were like okay you're right yeah, i mean being if you don't allergic like cheese, is you don't different like cheese yeah, or if you had a, a bad experience with cheese as a youngster that just made you go, oh, got cheese no trauma. thank you. Mm-hmm. So, yes. It's a very Where did good the cheese touch you? For it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think if that's the case, you should still fill out the form, but just fill it out with whatever you want. Fill it out with mm. the best cuts of steak. Mm. Or fill it out with your favorite theme parks. Or whatever. Well, also we put a... We put a Tell us your thoughts and feelings about cheese at the end. So mm-hmm. just tell us you hate it. You hate it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, just tell us. All opinions are, are valid. <laughs> the only rule when we discuss uh, the nominations, Mike Frizzell, is that uh, people are not to be shamed for their personal cheese preferences. 
Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we'll probably leave a couple of weeks for people to input their answers, right? Because yes. yeah. if this yeah. comes out, this show comes out on Monday, and then I don't know, people might not even listen to it until Wednesday. What's that about? And then they mm-hmm. might not get around <laughs> to filling it out for a few days. So, so we'll maybe we should leave... say December. No, not that long. Like I mean, the weeks. December second show. We'll look at the calendar. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll look at the calendar. We'll we'll figure it out. But people yeah. have a few weeks, and we'll give you an update next and week. And we can post this going. on our on our Facebook group so that you have a link to it. Right? Yes. yes. Yep. yes. Oh, mm-hmm. is there yeah, a, another sure. place we can post it for the non-Facebook users? Uh, if we put it in the show notes, it'll be in the description for this episode. Oh, perfect. So, I'll make sure Perfect. it's in the show notes and we'll we'll come up with a Okay, good. We'll come up with a snazzy link for it to make it fairly easy. Well, it's in the show sheet. We could do yeah. like a bitly or something. Yeah, like I figure that. we can do better than forms.gle slash W A two. Well it was super long. I made it short. What's wrong with W eight two Z H G N nineteen five? I remember that. That's easy. I don't know. I, I'm on hover right now, and for four ninety nine, we can get cheese off dot online. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll come up with something. <laughs> that seems worth a quarter of a jam. I'm sorry, a twenty percent of a jam. Is anyone else wanting cheese right now? Yeah, I'm hungry. Even more than <laughs> no, but I want a diet coke, Bobby. You missed the mark. Shit! Oh. Oh, it's twelve oh one. Anne, are you ready? I'm ready. It's twelve o'clock somewhere. S- Meredith, you want to count us down? I do want to. Okay, ready? Three. Yep. Two. One. Go. You have a can? I have a bottle. <sighs> what? They what? were out of bottles at the grocery store. I had to buy cans. This is out? A, I've got a 500 milliliter mm-hmm. bottle. Wow. That was some great audio spackle, you guys. That sounded mm-hmm. so refreshing. <laughs> uh, as a reminder, this is because I am in, I am trained to not drink Diet Coke before noon. It's uh, it's 11 o'clock central right now, and Anne has no standards for when she drinks Diet Coke. Nope. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> All right. I assume you've taken that first refreshing sip, Bobby. Oh, of course. I, okay. I just, I could not, I couldn't compete with Anne's level of refreshment, so I didn't want to try. <laughs> okay. Bobby, Good. I have a question. Can I ask you real quick? Of course. Is it, what? What is the the stop? Because there's no sugar in it. Is it that you think cold drinks shouldn't be until noon? No, which I, is valid too. Drinking ice water before that, um, it, it just I don't know something about how it's not a morning drink. It, I'll drink coffee well into the afternoon and evening because I'm not mm-hmm. old. I mean, I am, but yeah. I'm proud of my ability to be able yeah. to drink coffee all night. You're so young; it doesn't affect you, <laughs> right? Yeah. Your your body is young, but your mind is old. Something so like then that. You can drink coffee. Yeah. So my body is also pretty old. I've had a bad ache, a backache all week. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But didn't it's you just... say this is more of like a thing that came from your mom? Right. Yeah, it's a childhood that was holdover. Like, we just we don't drink, we don't drink soda before noon. Yeah, it's you're right. We don't vote for Republicans, and we don't drink soda before noon. <laughs> That's it. Rules to live yeah. by. I like it. Yeah, I like. I you know, when I was in, in Italy, I wanted there were um, little coffee shops, little like panini shops all over the place, and and I wanted to have like a cappuccino at some point, and they were like, you cannot have a cappuccino; it's past noon or whatever it was. Oh. I was like, I'm sorry, like it, the store would not make me one. <laughs> it's like, oh, all right, <laughs> like so rich. They're throwing money away. Like, yeah, it's like I want to give table. you money, but yep. no, all right, you have to have an espresso. You can't have a cappuccino. 
Uh, there's <laughs> a there's an old Italian grocery store in Buffalo, Gershio's, awesome place actually. And I went in there once when I was in college, and I was doing some of my grocery shopping there. I was trying to you know not I was trying to shop local, but it was a Friday during Lent, and so I was ordering at the deli counter, and I got some cheese. And then I asked for some roast beef, and the woman behind the counter, this little old Italian woman, refused to slice <laughs> me roast beef on a Friday during Lent. Oh! Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to eat it today. She's like, No. Nope. Jesus would not be going to touch it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, not going to touch it is pretty much the answer to every reason Jesus is going to be mad. True. Yep. yep. Well, on that note, Bobby, do you want to take us to the mailbag? I do. Great. I really do. Um, the mailbag was pretty light this week. And I have to say, speaking of um, religion, I'm disappointed in all of you. Um, <laughs> you should feel guilty. Exactly. We did get a couple of emails. Most of them, uh, one was not really show appropriate, but Anne, we see you. We love you. And um, listener Tina wrote in. And I'm not going to read her whole email because it's it's mainly about our flu vaccine talk. And uh, as we discussed before we started rolling, we're a few weeks in on that now, so we don't need to keep bringing it up. But Tina is a medical professional who uh, appreciated the accuracy and thoroughness of our conversation. So thank you, lady scientists, for leading that conversation so effectively. I'm loving all this feedback. Yeah. I thought I would bring it up just briefly because I wanted to note that, as you mentioned, I got my flu shot last week. I wasn't on the show. Uh, it was quick. It was easy. I got it at the Walgreens at the corner. Uh, my arm wasn't even sore the next day. As far as I'm concerned, it could have been a placebo because I felt nothing. Or maybe that I would have great. been sore if I felt a placebo. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So either I got a flu shot, it was great, or I didn't get a flu shot and I need to sue Walgreens. But either way, <laughs> the process went really well. Easy, quick, and it's not too late if you haven't got one yet. Go get one. Oh, you remind me that... Um... We had one comment on Facebook from Emily during the vaccine discussion where she wanted to address something that Mike said last week on the show. And, and Emily wants to make the statement that when you go get it at the Walgreens or the CVS or whatever, it is not some rando person who gives you the shot. It is a pharmacist who mm-hmm. is a medical professional. And um, we were a little concerned that after all the work that we did to allay people's fears – Mike was like, oh, yeah, these randos giving you the flu shot. (laughs) No, it's not randos. So (laughs) uh, I just let it go in the moment. But thank you for bringing it back up. They they are trained professionals who are giving you the shot at at the um, non-doctor's office type places. Yeah, it's not it's not Randall from the photo center. He doesn't take five to come over. And (laughs) pharmacists are trained. They know what they're doing. Uh, one other note about Tina's email. Tina is in Hawaii, uh, and she notes that she's one of our shadow listeners. But if you're in an exotic place like this, you need to tell us, because any excuse for us to, to scrap Seattle and go have our next picnic in Hawaii is a, is a oh, good thing for us yeah. to know. Mm-hmm. So we're already plotting. And uh, as Anne noted in her email back to you, Tina, I already know a lot about you. <laughs> Jeez, that's scary. People are going to stop writing in, Bobby. Uh, anyway, thank you, Tina. It's and all stalking, stalking for good, not evil. Right. And this is still, this is a show topic that's on our sort of upcoming list. At some point when uh, Hillary and I are on the show together, we're going to launch our our investigations firm. Because don't be fooled. She stalks just as much as I do. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she does. She has access to property records that exactly. probably right. most of us don't. <laughs> so that's that's coming on a future episode of Tishi. All right. Um, our question of the week last week was your most regrettable Halloween costume stories. And we had some real doozies on our Facebook group. Oh, yeah. um, there's a really great thread with a bunch of them there. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're all terrible. Including me yours, included. Meredith. Oof, I know. Mine was bad. Yeah, Meredith, can you tell us about yours, actually? Yeah, um, yeah. I I was probably 18 or 19, I don't fully remember, but um, it was a last-minute thrown-together costume by a friend of mine. My friend Sarah came over and dragged me to this party, so we were like, oh, we have to come up with a costume real quick. And so I grabbed a Winston 94 t-shirt that my dad used for painting and my jeans with the most holes and bleach stains on them that I could find and some terrible shoes. And we did some bright blue eyeshadow on me and teased my hair up and we rolled up a towel or something and put it under my shirt. And I was pregnant white trash. (laughs) And I had a Newport 100 hanging out of my mouth the whole night. And, but you um, would have had that no matter what. Probably. I smoked camels when I was a child. Of course. (laughs) Well, he was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and in this, this was a terrible costume. In re- I thought it was hilarious at the time. In retrospect, it's just awful, but and so mean. But um, it was effective. I will say that because people that I had seen not a week earlier, you know, when I'm not, you know, seven months pregnant, just were like, you know, you shouldn't smoke cigarettes when you're pregnant. Oh, like, <laughs> that's hilarious. I got that multiple times, and I was like, you guys, I'm not pregnant. It's Halloween. Oh Get God. over it. <laughs> I have sad Halloween costume story like Bobby in that I think for four years in a row, my sister and I were punk rockers in which my mom cut a hole in a garbage bag and put it on us. I don't know where she got that. And then put a bunch of belts and then we wore like her 80s costume jewelry and then she just spray painted our hair. And that was our costume. Seriously, for four years in a row. But where? why garbage bag? Like why any of this? So that you could make weight before your wrestling match. I guess so. <laughs> and I mean, you know what it's like trick or treating in the Midwest, you guys. Like, it did do double duty. Like, I was about to say, at least you're true. warm and kind of kind of waterproof a little bit. Yeah, we were waterproof. <laughs> we could wear like sweatsuits underneath. Yeah, <laughs> but it is. It's looking back, I'm like, this is just sad. Like year after year, the same thing. <laughs> I was a tiger, and so was my sister, and so was my brother many, many, many times, just because we had a tiger costume that yes. my mom made. Mm-hmm. Sure. She was crafty and poor, so she would sew us. Yes. You know, they were always homemade costumes. I don't want to read all of these, because that would defeat the purpose of you going and joining the Facebook page, dear listeners, but group, excuse me, Facebook group. It is a group. We want to hear from you there. Uh, but I will share a few highlights, um, and I'll start with your level of offensiveness, offensiveness Meredith. By mm-hmm. mentioning that we also had some racists. Um, we, we had <laughs> listener Linda, uh, Linder, excuse me, who went as a geisha. Uh, mm. Says it wasn't embarrassing then, but hella awkward now. <laughs> no, um, we didn't know back then. Right. Uh, we had listener Lauren who said, uh, my best friend and I were Chinese. A month after I had oh, a murder no. mystery birthday party titled, quote, who hung who? Uh, oh dear. No, the spelling no, no, on no. that really, really leans into it. And apparently, there's a game on Amazon you can still order the Who Hung Who game Oof. on Amazon. Uh, we've got, uh, let's see, 
Gilman. Brownie uniform because my parents forgot about Halloween. Colleen, that sounds like something that would have happened in my Aww. family. Yep. <laughs> we got uh, Hillary posted the picture of her with her cardboard or her uh, poster board uh, cowboy boots, construction paper cowboy boots. Oh, those are <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and can we just say for a second, if you didn't listen to last week's show, Hillary had not read the entire story of my Halloween costume when she started reading it out loud and then lost her shit at the end of it. And that made my week. <laughs> um, I'm sure everybody knows, but sort of the intro style for our show is inspired by Stefan from Saturday Night Live. And part of the humor of that Bill Hader character is that he didn't know what he was going to be reading for some of the punchlines, which is why he always broke up. They were punking him. And hearing Hillary read my story and not be able to get through it. That was so good. (laughs) Perfect. Um, uh, Daniel Davis is the one I also wanted, but she's the first one on the thread. And you have to go see the picture. I can't do it justice. He, or John Jacobs, excuse me. John Jacobs writes, apparently I was Pennywise, question mark, when I was four, the 70s were a hell of a drug. And the picture, <laughs> the picture will haunt your nightscapes. <laughs> <laughs> so please join the Facebook group. This show has everything and go find this thread to see John's uh, costume from when he was four. Have we talked about how... With Facebook groups, you can have an app that's just groups, and you don't have to be part of the Facebook community itself. Um, do you know that that's a possibility? I know a lot of people that just have Messenger and just have the groups app and don't even have go into a regular feed. That sounds so. Healthy. That's a possibility. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Right? It's everything is curated for you. Right? Yeah. But then nice. where do they Just... get all of their ads for movies and dick pills? <laughs> How do they know who to vote for? <laughs> True. <laughs> but that's just a possibility if you don't want the toxicness of Facebook, but I like you want to be in a group. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was last week's question of the week. This week, we've got uh, Listener Bet to thank. And Listener Bet says, uh, what did you dream of being when you grew up, but it didn't happen? Now, this seems a little sad. It does. <laughs> to me. But I'll That's go okay. first because, well, mine's sort of, I don't know. It, so when I was, I, I grew up thinking that I wanted to be a doctor for most of my life. Um, and at a certain point, I started to understand, maybe a senior in college, I started to under, or in uh, high school, I understood like what was involved in becoming a physician. <laughs> it was like, oh dear. And I knew I knew from the get that my parents weren't going to help me with college, and neither were my grandparents. Um, so I was sort of on my own for that. And I I started to understand how much it was going to cost, and how much time, and how impossible that would be for me just financially because I would have had to support myself. And I worked all through college and grad school anyway. So I, there's no way you can have a job and be in medical school. So I kind of mm-hmm. scrapped that. I should tell you some of the challenges that Tina faced when she was becoming a doctor. It's pretty bad. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, all of, you found those too <laughs> when you were looking her up. Great. Um, so I didn't, I, I, I um, did take the MCAT and I did fine and I could have gone, but I just didn't see how it was possible. So that's kind of my crushed dream. Although I, I, I'm glad I didn't. I'm I'm happy with my job. I like what I do. And I don't think that I would be good in a hands-on patient care situation. So I'm much more comfortable behind the computer. I'm, I still feel like I'm helping people and improving medicine, but I'm just not doing it 
uh, face to face. And that's probably for the best. <laughs> so that's mine. Well, you also get to take care of Gregory every time he has a, a fall every time he or has a, a medical or <laughs> flu or food or poisoning, un- untreated diabetes. I should tell yeah. the story about how oh, I got him gosh. to get to the doctor for the first time to get yeah. his diabetes treated. For you Christ literally sake. saved his life. I did. I yep. did. And I'm not even going to be bashful about it. Yeah. So I try. Yeah. And you want to go? Do you have one? Yeah. I mean, I have a couple. I, from the time I was a kid, I really wanted to be an astronaut. Mm-hmm. And that's such a kid thing. And mm-hmm. I was growing up in the 80s. You know, the space stuff was sort of at an apex during the 70s and 80s. And, you know, we still funded the space program and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I, I don't think I ever thought that it was going to happen for serious, I never had a plan to make it happen because I knew right away that you have to have 2020 vision to be an astronaut. I don't know if that's still the case, but it certainly was back then. And so that lets me out right off the bat. And then I couldn't figure out how I would do it because I think a lot of people go into the astronaut program from the military and I was very not interested in being in the military. So that was really sort of a just a thing that I don't know. I th- I think I didn't know how to make it happen, and maybe if people had taken an interest in that and pushed me, I might have worked a little harder on it. But I don't know. And then there was a time in college where I thought seriously about going to grad school for music. Like I thought, you know, I just really love singing, and it really makes me happy. And being a math major is not making me happy, so maybe I could go to grad school and and be a musician with my life. And then I will always be grateful to my therapist at the time. When I was telling him this, he said that he wanted, he didn't want to discourage me, but he wanted me to think very closely about the difference between a vocation and an avocation. Mm. Because trying to make your living in music is a lot different from having it as a hobby that makes you happy. And that I think goes for anybody who's trying to make a, a, a living in, in the arts, whether it's music or art or acting or any of that stuff. Um, that, that's a hard road to hoe if you're not absolutely desperate to do it. And I listened to that and I was like, yeah, probably not. So I think things probably worked out well, but I still, you know, if they're really serious about going to Mars, I'll do that. I'll be one of those people that goes to Mars. The one way trip. Yep. I mean, uh, can I have Netflix? Thank you. That's what I say. I'm not, I would love a one-way trip to somewhere in space, but I have to have Netflix and cheese. And then what, if that's off the table, I'm not going. (laughs) Do they have NECA wafers in space? (laughs) They don't have them anywhere in the world. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's where they all are. Maybe they shot them into space. (gasps) Okay, I'm back on. Go get them. I don't know. I, I'm worried about the payload for all the amount of Necco wafers we'd have to send with Christy. True. It might make the shuttle too heavy. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I've got visions of Christy swimming around in space like Scrooge McDuck after that dollar. Yes. <laughs> you found the pool of the only thing that would hurt more than gold coins. Right. It's landing into a swimming pool full of Necco wafers. Full of sugar discs. Um, so... When I started to go to college, always I wanted to be a teacher. And then I went to college and took some ed classes and said, nope, not doing this. (laughs) And uh, 
then um, I wanted to be a lawyer and same with Meredith that I took the LSAT and I had no support. I had to work my way through college and I actually got into Gonzaga, but then saw how much that costs. Mm-hmm. And I also had a deadbeat husband who refused to work. Um, not Jeremy, another one. Um, and <laughs> so I was like, I can't get even more students. I think I came out with like 26,000 with no job. Um, and so I said, I can't make this work, but I'm glad I didn't because it would be miserable and I'd hate myself. <laughs> so other than that, like anytime I had a job that I wanted to do, like I want to be a chef. I worked in a kitchen. So basically I've done almost every job that I thought that I wanted to do. Um, and then now I have what has been my goal job for the last five years. Cause when I found out I could get paid to boss people around. <laughs> so now I'm finally a project manager, which has been my goal for a long time. But I thought I was going to have to take a bunch of like classes and expensive cert- certificate programs and I didn't have mm-hmm. to. So I'm nice. very excited. I get to boss people around for a job. That's great. Great. Spreadsheets and bossy. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, is Can we name this episode Netflix and Cheese? Oh, I like it. That's also when, as soon as Netflix and Cheese aren't around, that's when I want to die. Like, if the world starts to end, Mm -hmm. as soon as I can't have either one of those. That's when you bite that cyanide pill. Yep. Yep. That would be a great question of the week. What? (laughs) When do you... (laughs) When do you want to die? We need a light one after this, I think. Yeah, really. Yeah. This is about broken dreams. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of broken Bobby, dreams. Bobby, do you have one? Yeah, I should still do mine. Um, for as long as I can remember, and I have documentation of this going back to at least kindergarten because of those photo album books where you fill out a little page every year of school and, you know, there are these surveys and I'm going to put the picture in them and you stuck some of your schoolwork in them. We have one of these books. Most of the pages were blank and empty because my family is dysfunctional. (laughs) (laughs) But I do distinctly remember that on the kindergarten page, I wrote that I wanted to be a writer. I've always wanted to be a writer. I just wanted to be a writer. My grandmother was self-publishing a magazine in the 90s when I was, you know, the early 90s when I was very young. And so that rubbed off on me. And I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with writing. I, I knew early on I was a bad fiction writer. There's no talent there whatsoever. In fact, not having talent is a running theme through my professional career, but um, <laughs> but I wanted to do something with writing, and so I, you know, I I moved toward journalism pretty early. Um, worked on my school newspapers, was the editor of my college school newspaper, um, and when I was uh, well in two thousand and seven, the summer of two thousand and seven, is when I became an intern at the Buffalo News, and it was a paid internship. Um, paid $400 a week or something, which for a student back then for me was uh, plenty of money, a ton of money. Uh, and I was working five nights a week as a copy editor and I was getting paid to help put a newspaper together. And rather than having to actually do the writing, I was editing and fixing other people's work, which I greatly enjoy. And uh, <laughs> being meticulous and telling other people they're wrong and then being able to prove it. <clears throat> so very nice. There. And that must be satisfying. Yeah, Ex- Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and thing i loved about being a copy editor was the paper came out every morning so no matter how whatever happens you're done you know you can't take it home with you because the paper's done no big projects right you just 
by the time we were leaving at about one in the morning, we could go grab the first edition coming off the presses from the from the presses downstairs before we left. So you you always had uh, closure and resolution every night, and I loved that job. Uh, and it was uh, until my birthday, which is why I'll always remember when it was January fifth, uh, two thousand and eight, was my last day at the news. Uh, it's a union shop. They had they had protested to keep me through the fall semester. I was only supposed to be there for the summer. They kept me on part time. And they were paying me part time. Uh, but I hit a wall where they could not keep me any longer unless they hired me. And because they were in a hiring freeze, uh, they couldn't hire me because there were like people in line before me, you know, complicated union management dynamic there. Mm-hmm. I completely understood it. I was very okay with that. Um, I, the last thing I'm going to do is get in the way of union stuff. But um, uh, they just couldn't hire me. They wanted to. The editor of my desk wrote a three-page handwritten letter and gave it to the editor of the newspaper saying why they should hire me, which is one of the most flattering things anyone's ever done for me. Uh, but that was it. So I had to move on and do some other things. And I did. I worked at a law firm. I went back to the Buffalo Philharmonic for a second time. And it was on that night that I realized uh, print journalism wasn't going to be for me. And it probably wasn't going to be for this world. And I think right. now, you know, 10 years later, we're seeing it's not really going to exist anymore. And that was when I really realized there just wasn't going to be a home for me in journalism, traditional journalism. Um, If I had wanted a job, I could have gone to some small town somewhere and been the editor of a small paper somewhere and clawed my way up and moved every two years and gone to the next job and the next job and the next job. And maybe I could have managed to survive all the layoffs everywhere and ended up somewhere. But um, I decided I wanted stability more than that. I liked the arts. Uh, and unlike Anne, my problem with working in the arts was that I did not have the talent to be on stage. <laughs> like I said, it's a running theme. So I, you know, found my calling off stage, and I had already done some of that work. I'd already worked at the Buffalo Phil once and, you know, done some internship work and done some school work in that vein. And that's where I found myself. And what I realized after doing all of that is that writing and editing are universal skills, and I can apply those to a lot of different things, and I can make I can do good work and make a positive impact without having to be in the field I thought I was going to go into. So uh, it was soul crushing, but also I was really happy to realize that I could adapt. And um, yeah, but I, I remember the exact day that I realized I wasn't going to go into journalism just because it was so memorable. Uh, I mean, it wasn't a Hillary level birthday, but it was still a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you feel about the the longevity of small arts groups in this country. Oh, I mean, it's, it's terrible, but there will always be people who want to perform and there will always be people who are passionate about the arts. So in some form or another, there will always be arts management. Um, so I think I'll be okay. You know, I, I won't have the job I have now forever, just for a lot of practical reasons. It's, you know, not going to happen. God help me if I have to keep flying back and forth to Boston every week for the rest of my life. But, um, (laughs) Uh, I think there's a lot of room for consulting and for figuring out a way to do this on a smaller, you know, with less resources, which is the ultimate challenge. And so I think there's a world for me to be a a consultant in all of that. And that's what I'm hoping to do next, basically, Um, which is a whole nother question of the week. So we'll leave that there. But (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I really admire your hustle, Bobby, because you do have that kind of drive and hustle that is just not something that I... Uh, am possessed of I need a, a steady job that I know is going to be there that I can go to like I can't 
create my own gigs like you do. Well, I made the I made the wise choice of marrying someone with a steady job. <laughs> there we go. That, yeah, has that helped, helps. That has helped immensely. Uh, to to have Sam work regular hours, uh, have good credit, and make more money than me has all been really quite life changing. So uh, I've got that going on. Wonderful. Good yeah. for you. Um, we should all take that advice. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when I marry yeah. someone who makes more money and right. has a stable yeah. job. Yeah. The, yeah. the lesson here is marry, I'm into it. marry up. Marry up. Yep. yep. All right. Should we move on to medium talk? I think sure. we should. Yeah. As I as I teased in the intro, and I'm a little worried about this, but it sounds like um, our own Bobby Pape has some garbage talk. <laughs> I feel like Do I just wanna... talked so much. Do you um, want to? Well. Uh, yes. Garbage talk. Garbage anxiety. Uh, this... I, you know, when we talked about putting this on the show, uh, you were like, can, can we do that? And I said, is this a 45 minute story or a 10 minute story? And you assured us that it was 10 minutes or less. <laughs> You're on the clock is what she's yep. saying. The Go. clock starts now. <laughs> <clears throat> so I woke up about two weeks ago. Now, um, Oh boy. This this story is old. It's about a week old because I wasn't on the show last week. Um, uh, wonderful Mayfair Lane Studios here. Uh, we have communal garbage cans for the lane all in one place in a shed. So we all go throw our garbage in there. But the recycle bins, mm-hmm. which are also the rolly kind, like the totes with the wheels and you kick them back to push them where they're going. They come from the city and you have to request those individually. So we have one that lives outside our door downstairs at the garage level of the lane. And we're happy to share it. We don't care if our neighbors put their recycling in our recycle can. Not a big deal. Um, Usually there's plenty of room to go around. Uh, It is usually full by the end of the week, but they take it every week here, so that's fine. Uh, And then lawn refuse, leaves, things like that, is supposed to be put in clear plastic bags and set apart from everything else because they get picked up for free and are separated out that way and most people on the lane don't really have lawn waste because we don't have lawns so it might be just a little something from your garden area or maybe your house plants or whatever but then in the fall suddenly there's a lot of leaves everywhere and they all blow under the lane so i went outside one day and i see a vine or something hanging out of our recycle can i'm about to drive away so i stop i get out of the car and i go and i lift up the lid and i would say a third of the garbage can the recycle can is full of leaves, dry leaves. And I'm pissed mm. because one, there's not going to be enough room for all the recycling now. Two, that's not where the leaves go. And three, if, as I have mentioned on the show in its previous iteration in the past, I have watched the Rhode Island re- how to recycle videos from end to end because I found them mesmerizing. <laughs> You of know, course you did. <laughs> I always do that too, Bobby. I, I've got to read up on how it's done because I don't want to ruin the recycling. Well, like I don't want my whole batch to get thrown away or whatever. And again, the Rhode Island recycling videos, now they might not be the same in Buffalo. I don't know. But the Rhode Island recycling videos are particularly well produced. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're very Unexpected. good. Unexpected. Right. They're very good videos. Uh, it doesn't hurt that a, a relatively a, attractive woman narrates them and talks through them. Anyway, so... Oh, I don't anyway. So, uh, <laughs> I know that when this stuff gets recycled, it gets thrown on a belt and everything gets separated. And I can only imagine how much of a mess 
all these leaves cause in the middle of all the recycling. They don't go in the recycling. So I just, I was, I was sort of offended that someone would do this. You know, the rules, everybody's supposed to know the rules. Uh, and also our, our house backs up to a property that has a lawn and their landscapers had just been there that morning. Uh, and so I had this in my mind that maybe their gardeners had done this. And so I was particularly annoyed because it's not our favorite neighbor. Um, and so I sent a picture of the open recycle bin lid with the leaves in it to Sam. And I sort of vented about how pissed I was. And I was on my way out somewhere. And before I could do anything about it, Sam emailed all of our neighbors on the lane and just said, hey, Ooh. we're happy to share mm. our recycle bin, but please don't put leaves in it. She was very polite about it. She didn't single out anyone, which is what I wanted to do. Now, while she was doing that, I was texting our neighbor from across the way to ask, hey, we have a mutual dislike for one of our neighbors. Could could you check the tape? Because she has security cameras. Just curious who might have done this. And she was all for it. So she went back and pulled the tape. And, uh, of course, after Sam sent that email, we find out it was not the neighbor we don't like, but it was a neighbor who we love. Oh... And, why did they do it and if it had been that neighbor i probably would not have put her on blast i probably would have just been like hey uh i think you weren't i think you forgot what you're doing for a minute like i would have been much more polite about it um that neighbor actually texted us a day later and was like oh i'm so sorry we were just on our way out and i wasn't thinking and we were just trying to get it tidied up and i i don't know what she was thinking but she apologized Ugh. Uh, but it created. I mean, I don't know what Sam was thinking. Don't you know you're supposed to let these things fester and sort of <laughs> and just run underneath the, and hate everybody? All the dealings right? of the neighborhood. Then you have to come up works. with conspiracy theories. You have to rehash yes. it over and over right. and over and over. You have to and write down, who down who the suspects. It. Post it yeah. next yeah, door. Put everyone's name. <laughs> yeah, post it next door. Um, write down everyone's name and why you think that they did it. Mm -hmm. Right. And then this watch their behavior. Get some red Mayfair yarn. Mayfair Lane murder she wrote. You yes. need to go about this methodically. Right. And seven neighbors need to die in the next hour. Right. <laughs> Jeez, it's just some leaves, Bobby. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if it's murder she wrote. Uh, Christy, did you not hear the whole thing about the Rhode Island <laughs> recycling videos? Grady needs to come through for no apparent yeah. reason and cause trouble. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, but of course right so this is this is a double negative for us we we sort of look like we're over taking this too seriously all i i ended up going back out there myself and just pulling out the leaves and throwing them in a bag and it was fine but i just i really wanted it to be the other neighbor because i really wanted to text him and be like hey you need to have your gardeners come back here and take care of this like i was so ready to be indignant about the whole thing and then I immediately had to just uh, shut it down. And I was, you know, you get riled up to be mad about something and then you mm -hmm. just don't get a chance to let it go. And I just, oh, so angry. It's unsatisfying. Right. Yeah. Uh, Did you ever consider the possibility that it might be some sort of plant monster that had crawled into your recycling? <laughs> mm. You just stuck your hands right in it, huh? Yeah, well, I, I did. And I didn't even, um, I didn't even put on gloves and I felt gross about mm. it after but ew i know i was going to but then i had i was doing the garbage and stuff anyway and so i usually scrub up before and after that anyway so sure it's whatever 
The romanticism of diving into a... I'm, I'm yeah, a comp- clean hands. I'm a compulsive hand washer. So before is just because it's going to happen anyway. But <laughs> like I, I, I'm thinking of Bobby standing before the big sink, doing like the surgical scrub up. Yes, before yeah, he goes scrubbing out under his nails. Garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get the handle dirty. Yeah, no, of course um, not. I jumped into a pile of leaves once uh, for the last time when I was maybe oh, five. No. I came out covered in an, uh, slugs. Oh. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> That's like stand by me with the leeches. And that was, so I don't remember believing in Santa Claus or the tooth fairy or anything. Cause I think I have an older brother and he ruined that for me Spoiler as soon alert. as I was aware. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, that hurt, that hurt the most was the, the romanticism of jumping into leaves. Yeah. Just, oh. just dashed. It was so terrible. Question of the week. What childhood childhood hopes and dreams were crushed besides employment? (laughs) (laughs) I'll never do it again. All right, Christy, um, you've got a hot take for us about (laughs) daylight savings time. I do. Um, I I also want to know what you guys all think about it. But um, basically, you know, it happened last week for most of us. And um, it's bullshit. And... I have always said I want to run for some office that gets to decide this and or we have an initiative process here in Washington. I don't know if that's normal um, for if every state does that, but I always wanted to start an initiative to um, get that on the ballot to make it so we don't do this anymore. And I don't care if we observe standard time or the saving time. I just don't want to change anymore because the change is awful. It's... Um, so then last year we actually passed it in Washington, but how it's working. So last year, um, or I guess it was this year, California, Oregon, Washington, Arkansas, Nevada, and Tennessee all passed it. But what happens is if the state, once the states pass it, it goes to Congress and we have to ask Congress to actually make an action to make it happen, which I think is very strange anyways. But they're very busy doing other things. Um, so we actually had to make the change over to um, the daylight saving, but we're just waiting for it to not be a thing. So I think we won't have to do it next time. But what I think is really weird is that there's also 30 other states that are thinking about it, like flirting with the potential of not doing it. Um, and it's, it really seems like you go first Okay, if California goes, then we'll go, but we're not going to do it. And um, BC, uh, Vancouver, BC is going to change when Washington does, but we're all just waiting for that one. Like, okay, you guys have somebody has to, to jump over the cliff. Yeah, someone yeah. has to be first. And also, I learned that Massachusetts is thinking of going to Atlantic time, which Atlantic seems like the a mountain time of the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's all just really weird. Who's in, a, and, in Atlantic um, time right now? It's got to just be like um, just the like ocean, Newfoundland, or right? Yeah, yeah those yeah, far something. eastern Canadian provinces. Maybe Toronto. Yeah, they're it's mostly Toronto's Canadian, eastern. The, oh, it is. No, okay. yeah, Toronto's yeah. eastern. Toronto is is uh, not further east, not much further east than Buffalo. Mm-hmm. But one of the other proposals is let's not do this. Don't change anymore. Let's go to Mountain Time. 
So that's a potential for Washington. And I'm so mad about that because everyone knows mountain time is the worst. <laughs> but a lot of, um, and, and the lady scientists can um, figure this out if this is true. But one of the reasons is because there's, they say there's more strokes and heart attacks and car accidents and theft during the change of when it becomes dark all the time. And correct. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I can, I can see, or d- immediately following the change is when there's heart attacks and stri- strokes like mm-hmm. go up and then it, it messes with people's sleep. And if you have dogs or kids, you know how terrible the, the change is too, because they don't, <laughs> they don't understand time. And so they still want to wake up at whatever o'clock. So I just want, I, I don't understand why we just don't stop it all together. And then another thing is that I learned because everybody always says it was because of the farmers, but that is a lie. If you didn't know that, um, that's like a myth that people have. It was to save energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm, you guys are super smart. So I knew that you knew that, but I mean, when I was going (laughs) off about it at work, like I always do every time there's a change, people are like, but it's the, for the farmers. I'm like, no, 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 no. Farmers still wake up at this at the same time. Like it, it doesn't matter. And it was all about energy savings. Right. It would be one yeah. thing if I, the I, sun I, actually went up and down an hour off because they changed the right. clocks. Yeah. Right. 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 It's well, it's so here, painful it's, to, to, to have the sun going down here at like four thirty. Yeah. It's just so depressing. Yeah. And here it's dark all winter anyway. So it doesn't matter what time it yeah. rises and sets and i don't care because the people are saying well we should do standard time instead of the savings time because you get one extra hour or whatever i don't care i just don't want to change anymore pick pick one and just stick with that you should maybe start listening a little bit to john lovett you know one of the pod save america guys on mm-hmm. his show love it or leave it he has been frenzied about this particular issue for months including he has had a whole bunch of presidential candidates on there and he makes them play this uh, game he calls queen for a day when he asks for all he wants them to pledge to do things uh when they become president that he wants them to you know like grover norquist Mm. wants all the conservatives to sign the no new taxes pledge right his first question is always on the first day of your presidency will you issue an executive out uh, order that uh will keep us on one time whether it's standard time or daylight savings time yeah they're very wily some of them doesn't he also not like boomers Oh, oh yeah, I think he's, he's not. my soulmate. <laughs> he he has a he has yes! a boomer war. Okay. <laughs> I'm definitely going gonna on, listen to this. But he wants to pin them down on the that that idea. And in fact, he had a his latest show that just came out this morning, Saturday morning. He talked about it at length, and he talked about those studies about heart attacks and uh, things. Also, he talked about the big difference between being on the west side of a time zone and the east side yes. of a time zone. He specifically mm-hmm. mentioned the differences in daylight that you will get being in Detroit versus being in Boston. Yeah. Which are have really different um, lengths of light. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I'm sort of with you, Christy. I don't care whether it's standard or on saving but let's just right. pick one and stick with well, it and um oh god or we can be like china do you know that in china there's only one time zone even though i think they're actually 
five or six time zones, everybody has to set their clocks to Beijing time no okay. matter where they live. I'm into really? that. And you just live, yep. right? Yikes. Like sometimes you're... Right. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I like this. Um, one one negative, though, is that I guess Trump just recently tweeted that he's okay with this. And so now I'm like, okay, am I on the wrong side of this, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you, he only he says that because somebody right. said it to him. Well, and he just right. repeats the last thing that he heard. And it is bipartisan. Like, everyone is pushing for this. Um, and I guess uh, the hashtag is ditch the switch is what we're doing. I guess there's another hashtag for the east coast but that's the one we're going with and it's bipartisan because it sucks it's dumb just make it happen yeah okay all right <laughs> um let's uh move solved. on to solved we're, we're doing it um we need a judge news yeah, you. <laughs> if only there was a word for that um on to news you actually can use. Um, listener uh, Treasure sent me a link um, earlier this week. And I think this has probably made the rounds now on Facebook. So you've probably seen it. But it's still delightful. So this is the article about the dog who can essentially talk. <laughs> now, not quite. But um, the owner is a uh, speech and language pathologist. And her name is Christina. And she has an adorable dog named Stella. And she has trained Stella to push these buttons that she has programmed to say words. And it essentially lets Stella communicate with her. And I would definitely recommend, if you haven't seen this yet, to go check it out. There are some amazing videos of this dog saying things like, happy ball outside. And then they go outside and play with her ball. So It's cute. just incredible. And, and she's super cute. Um, the um, Let's see. There was one one sentence that I wanted to read, um, Stella, let's see, hunger assumed her woman's last name is hunger assumed that, um, the dog needed to go outside, but Stella walked to her device and tapped out want Jake come then stood in front of the door until her fiance, Jake came home a few minutes later. And then Stella immediately pressed happy and rolled over for a belly rub. Dying. (laughs) And, and I mean, this is all I've ever wanted is to be able to communicate with my animals. (laughs) On a, on a more like <laughs> sensical level like i want to be a, i i would love it if i could like tell them hey we're going to the vet it's not yeah. you're not gonna die but don't you think your cats would just <laughs> you know? be like fuck you fuck you like that's all cats would yeah say. probably <laughs> yeah i mean and i would definitely program yeah, right. that on the board if i made one of these because <laughs> <laughs> just to yeah. see how often they push the button <laughs> that was the one thing i wondered there are no curse words on here although it does say that that the dog's one of the dog's favorite words is beach, and I wonder if it was just mishearing it. <laughs> Bobby. They live in California, I think, so they must be near the, the beach, beach yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so the woman says that her language skills are akin to about a two-year-old child, um, which I think is just wonderful. So this is a you great have little to color story. me skeptical on this one, guys. Yeah? She shares all these wonderful videos of the dog saying i want jake now or outside walk or whatever but she's not sharing the thirty thousand videos of the dog hitting combinations that are absolutely nonsensical she's showing the few that perhaps randomly make sense true to humans and not all the ones that don't make any sense at all so i don't think this is definitive proof of anything no, this could be training. This could mm-hmm. just purely be training, right? Like the the maybe the dog doesn't know what the words are, but she knows that if she pushes this one and this one, she gets to go outside. Yeah. 
I don't know. My guess. I sort of think it's more like monkeys on typewriters. Yeah. And occasionally you you get Hamlet. Just don't let the dog start reading Bukowski. <laughs> She'll become insufferable. Right? <laughs> I thought it was supposed to be the cats that were smart, not dogs. Right? Was it isn't it cats that are supposed to have the brain power of a toddler and dogs are not? Well, that parlays I mean, very nicely into our second news story of the day. <laughs> yeah. Since everyone's probably already seen this dog story, everybody also knows about this black cat that, that ran out onto the field during the Giants-Cowboys game at, uh, what was it, MetLife yep. Stadium. Yeah. Um, they still haven't caught this poor thing. So they also think, so they not, not only have they not caught this black cat, but they think that there might be hundreds of them yeah. <laughs> at the stadium. Well... My favorite part about this story is that it's like a classic. They brought in cats to the Meadowlands racetrack because of all the rodents. And Mm -hmm. somebody's great idea was, well, to get rid of the rodents, we'll just bring in some cats. And so obviously now they just need to bring in some dogs, (laughs) right? Well, dogs don't eat cats. To flush them out. And now we're getting... Now it's old right. woman in the fly territory yes. that we're getting into. Exactly. But, so this is why we need to have our assault rifles because of the 30 to 50 feral cats that come at you. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> first of all, Reply All did a great it's episode so about good. how the feral hogs thing is a I real know, problem. I know, it's so good. Yeah. Oh, it is a problem. And yeah. Also, my mother messaged me yesterday because a friend of a friend of hers who lives in the rural county just past my hometown they did have a problem. Well, not a problem, but their hog kept disappearing. And then one day, a mama hog with some baby hogs came mm. rolling in on their house looking for Papa. Uh. So their hog had been out for a walkabout. And Boarding. his his hookup <laughs> found him. And they had... <laughs> She's like, take care mm-hmm. of your babies. And they had hogs in their yard. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They can be so That's destructive. Why you gotta give and... a fake name. Yep. Fake phone number, fake address. Yep. They can be so destructive and so dangerous. They're scary and they hurt people. But so You still don't need an AR-15. I really don't think you should no. murder cats with guns. Um, but you should right. murder Giants yes. fans with guns. And keep the feral cats. Ooh. Wow. I went to a Giants game. The people were terrible. We had to run out because we knew the guy next to us was going to beat us up. So I hate the Giants fans. Hot take. Uh, well, well, for what it's worth, the uh, the St- MetLife Stadium has denied that there are hundreds of cats living there, but they right. do admit that people feed them. Like people have been bringing bags and bags of food and lots of cans, and they right. all get consumed. Well, no wonder they're still yeah, there. Yeah, well, apparently... The the dry well, food, yeah. the ownership of the sports complex actually buys the dry food and puts it out because they know about the cats that are there originally for the rodents at the racetrack. Uh, but an employee says he revealed, I kick in 18 to 24 cans of wet food each week. They love the wet food. <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> yeah, I find it hard to believe there are multiple hundreds of cats running around there. Well, there are and... there are rival colonies apparently. What? It's it's some jets and sharks stuff. Oh my stuff. gosh! Someone needs to write a musical. It's like a combination of cats and West Side Story. <laughs> cats and West Side yes. Story. <laughs> cat Side yeah. Story. Yep. I would pay to see that. 
Let's get on it. Amazing. I I want to add one more thing. If you haven't yet uh, Googled, just do a Google image search for this Black Cat MetLife Stadium because the one highlight of this is that sports photographers are great at catching action. And so there are just amazing still shots of this cat (laughs) leaping, running. Um, I feel a little bad. The poor thing must have been terrified. Oh, I'm sure. Um, Yeah. But, and you can tell by by what a huge hunky cat that is that he's not fixed. Yeah. So he needs to be caught. He needs to be mm-hmm. stopped right. soon. Well, <laughs> and I bet it was a dare. I bet the other cat friend said, "Go out there." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, he was streaking. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't wearing any arrested. clothes. Yeah, it's going to embolden they all had the other more cats. Beer than they probably should have. It's yeah, getting into the game. They said, just do it. I wonder if they got It'll some of that catnip it. wine. Bet... Have you guys seen that? Oh, yeah. The Cabernet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. If we, had a, if we had a sponsorship with a certain massive online retailer, this would be the time to plug that. But we don't. But we so don't. let's move on to Tishi Recommends. <laughs> and this is another thing, Bobby, that you could potentially link uh from that large re- retailer, right? Oh, uh, yes. This would have been ideal if that large retailer, and that's where I got mine, if this large retailer would just stop hating us. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, uh, my, my T-She recommends, you know, this is a place where we plug uh, culture items, movies, music, all sorts of things to improve your life. Uh, and mine is none of those things. This week I am plugging the Chopster, which is a spatula that, has a sort of cross pattern at its base so wings coming out in 90 degrees so four directions like a like an x at the end of a spatula handle so that you can use it to chop down through ground beef or turkey or whatever and then stir it so when you're trying to fry ground meat or vegetables and you want to mash it and you've tried to do it with a regular spatula and you've been angry like as I always say, like a person in the black and white before footage of an infomercial, you need the chopster. I finally bought one a week or two ago after years of a friend of mine. Every time I'm at their house, I see it in their kitchen and I go, I need one of those. We make Taco Tuesday. I need one of those. And I never did it. And I finally spent the $8 or whatever on Amazon, ordered it, and it was absolutely worth it. So my advice for you this week, go get yourself a chopster. Tishi recommends. I'm su- I'm really surprised. I this would this immediately seems like a mm-hmm. unitasker, like a silly thing that might not actually work. Yeah, but uh, you like it. Definitely a unitasker. Although, don't tell the people at Chopster that they'll show you videos of people using it to make salsa, to to make <laughs> to make orange juice concentrate into orange juice. Any oh, any application sure. where you need to manually chop and blend something. But honestly, for the amount of time that I cook ground meat for one reason or another, usually ground turkey in our house. Uh, worth it absolutely worth it because you know i have a a pastry cutter but you don't want to be that's metal you don't want to be banging that into the bottom of a nonstick. well it's too short right you're really getting in there with it so this uh gives you some some leverage gives you some length some distance from it chopster i'll post a picture I took a little. I used I used a, one of those Instagram tools to put a side by side of the chopster with the tag on it, and then without, and then with the woman in the action shot using it to make some ground beef. So, I'll post that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anne. I am recommending a TV show. I it's also food related, 
Bobby. So maybe the chefs in the show use the chopster to make their food. It's called Day of Gluttony. Maybe they I think should. it started out maybe as a web series of some sort, but I guess it's from a website called Tastemade, although you can see it on Hulu, and I think it's probably on YouTube. But a Day of Gluttony is exactly what it sounds like. It's these two kind of doofy, hipster, foodie, silly guys who take 24 hours in the city and go to 24 restaurants. Oh, that's and amazing. Eat food there. Uh, they do include like coffee places and juice bars and like adult beverages count. Uh, but they eat so much food, it's disturbing. <laughs> and you'd think that they would only get a thing or two at each location but sometimes the servers will just bring out like a multiple dishes and their rule is you must finish it all so they eat the entire dish they go to the same thing um they are sort of foodie enough that they're um really well versed in a lot of different types of foods um, but it's not as irritating as you might think it is when one's like, mm, I love oxtail. I just love oxtail so much because he is Chinese American. So there's like a cultural uh, connection to this stuff. And they're just so stoked about food and about eating it. And uh, there is an episode for Seattle and one for Portland for our friends in the, the Northwest. Um, and there's one for Austin for Hillary and Mike. In fact, Mike's Pizza Place is on there, that Detroit-style pizza, the Via 313. Oh, yeah, 313. Yeah, that he's talked about a lot is one of the places on there. So when they go to Chicago and New York and San Francisco and all the places that you would think that they go. And um, it's a really short, each show is really short. It's like 20 minutes or less. So they go down real easy. And they're they're just big uh, doofy goofballs who are having fun eating. So I recommend... Day of Gluttony. And how do we watch it? Okay. It's on Hulu. Thank you. Adding Added now. to list. <laughs> Should I fire up my Hulu account? I let it go yeah. a while back. All right, Christy, you've okay. got one for yes, us too, huh? I have an Instagram follow. Um, she is called the Holistic Psychologist, which I don't really like the word holistic but i like what she does um this is one of the gems that um she posted recently we tell people to run from toxic romantic relationships but stay in toxic relationships in the name of family we don't just we don't just find ourselves in toxic relationships we learn them so she talks a lot about like um Mm. family and how the it basically wrecked us and how to get get away from that and boundaries and emotional addiction and uh, everything it's not even pictures it's just mostly pictures of things that she says is that memes okay i just found her so it's it's the dot holistic dot psychologist or you can look up dr nicole lapera it's so good i found it i basically don't need therapists anymore i just read what she says (laughs) 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 it's a lot cheaper yeah it's a lot cheaper yeah so yeah that's what I recommend. Awesome. Excellent. We'll check it out. All right. Um, shall we move on to housekeeping? Yes. Yeah, I think it's time. We'll do. I'm not going to even try housekeeping. No, don't. Uh, buy things from us uh, at littleredbandwagon.com. That's right. It's vintage. 
It's the old URL. <laughs> still there for now. We're working on that. Uh, and if not sooner than in the new year, I don't know. Jeremy has big dreams for that. But littleredbandwagon.com uh, to still pick up that merch. Get all of the great merch that was already there. And sooner or later, we'll get to more. Um, we need to come up with some uh, great new iconic things. Although Netflix and cheese might make a really great t-shirt. Should work yes. on that. It's my dream. <laughs> Uh, and also, uh, do us the favor of rating and reviewing the show. I know that every podcast we listen to has this this really pathetic, sad, begging plug for rate ratings and reviews. The main reason I want people to rate and review the show and really actually review the show is because we currently right now in uh, Apple Podcasts have 63 ratings. And there's a handful of one-star ratings from when we were in our previous format from people who were just offended at the general sensibility of that format. They just didn't like what we were doing. And rather than just not listening to it, which would have been our answer, they went out of their way to explain that they didn't like what we were doing as a product. So, um, you know, I hate mustard, uh, but I've never gone and written a negative review about mustard because it's not ketchup. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe I should be doing that. So at any rate, um, we are we're in our new format, and we don't have any reviews yet uh, of the new show and its new iteration. But because we kept the old feed, the old reviews are still there. So I would love to see some new reviews for the new show. Now that we're a few episodes in, that would make me very happy. We're still a solid 4.5 out of 5. Um, I'm pretty sure Uber and Lyft drivers would still pick us up, but I'd really love to drown out those one stars because they really don't reflect what we're doing um, now. So, yeah, if you have a problem with what Ooh. we're doing now, I don't know, stop listening. What are you doing? You're like an hour in on this episode. <laughs> no one's forcing Bobby, you. You exactly. hate mustard? I actually, I shouldn't say hate's a strong word. I don't like most mustards. Hmm. The occasional really good grain mustard or something, sure. But for the most part, I'm just not. And I just really don't like, like, the cheap yellow French's. Just doesn't do it for me. He doesn't see the point. It's just whiny and annoying. Right. You know what it is? (laughs) Mustard is just doing a commentary on a better show poorly. Mm, Better condiment poorly. Mm, Better condiment, yeah. 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 It just wishes it was ketchup. Exactly. Well, I gray poop on you. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you're choosing ketchup over mustard. Oh, I'm still a child at heart. Maybe we need to do a condiment I... um, battle out. Ooh. Let's save yep. that for sweeps. <laughs> All right. If you'd like to get involved with the show, there are a number of ways you can do that. This show has everything.com is our website. Uh Commentary is encouraged at throwyourphone.com if you'd like to tell us where we got it wrong or where we got it right or just share something that's important to you that you think we should know. We are happy to read all of those. I love them. What's this, Bobby? Did you put this here? Cheeseoff.space? I did. And if you go to cheeseoff.space, you will be led directly to the cheese survey. Oh, nice. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll, right, I'll put my I'll put my reimbursement request for five dollars and seventeen cents into Jeremy. Later. This is everything I love. Space, <laughs> I mean space away from people and cheese. <laughs> yeah, I like that you and Jeremy bond over your love of space. They're very different. They're space. very different. <laughs> <laughs> you both love space, though. So uh, I repeat, cheese off dot space make your voice heard um i hear the ukrainians are trying to influence this cheese election and we can't let that happen people so uh, go and fill out the cheese survey 
Pronto. Uh, please come join our Facebook group, of course, for this show has everything. We're having a good time over there, and we would love you. Unless you're standing on principle, then we understand. The show Twitter is at T-Sheverything. we got to figure out a better way to say this. <laughs> well, I mean, the point was made last week that we should just change it to T-She Podcast. And that's mm-hmm. that's a perfectly... Uh, no hurry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll get around to it. And you can always send us an email at tshe at 10710.com. 10710 is the word spelled out. Uh, Elliot's birthday. Yep. That's how we can all remember it. And if you would like to send us a voice memo, just record it on your phone and send it to the email address. We would love your commentary there. That's so fun to hear your bright, shiny voices and all the cool things that you have to say fax bobby a butt or any other body part at 617-354-8513 well you know you don't want to exclude people who don't have butts bobby (laughs) show us your gourds oh god (laughs) i'm making that a thing i love it um and with that who is going to get us out of here Bobby, what's your catchphrase going to be? I still don't know. I don't Um, have one yet either. Yeah. No, this is hard. This is the hardest part of this whole freaking show. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we really need to drill down on this one and come up with something because I like the idea of individual Mm. uh, sign-offs, except I'm not creative enough to come up with my own. So, What would Stefan do? (laughs) I'll do one. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Until next time, we'll see you next time. There we go. monkeys working at a thousand typewriters. Soon, they'll have written the greatest novel known to man. Let's see. It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. You stupid monkey. You shut up.